Stanley was slim when I met him. Not handsome, not sexy, I wouldn't say that. But Stanley was certainly slim. Now he eats biscuits in bed. Sometimes I feel Dimitri's eyes on me as I'm cleaning my teeth, leaning over the basin. He looks at my stomach, which, it has to be said, is inclined to bulge over my pyjama bottoms. I must make an effort. I really must. As you would guess, if you could see my profile, I am Greek. The usual story. Poor island family, the boy was artistic, got sent to the mainland, turned into a fairy. The usual story. Dimitri makes lampshades in any material, tasseled or plain, whatever they want. We're invited to parties to unveil these artworks. Dimitri's the star when the lamps get switched on. He gets rounds of applause and long thank-you speeches. You'd swear it was Christmas in Regent Street. I make exquisite lampshades and wonderful fabrics for beautiful women with time on their hands. If my mother could see how I'm welcomed at parties, the clasping of hands and the kissing of cheeks. Stanley comes with me, tucks into the food. If Dim had been given an arts education, his name would be famous today. In decor or fashion or fabric design. There's no doubt about it. He would have been someone. Dimitri. Or Dimwit, as I like to call him. He has a degree, as he often reminds me. The result of his studies in art. Most of his friends have the same piece of paper, and sometimes the nerve. They will question my background. Gentlemen, I say, without turning a hair, I have a PhD in lampshades from the University of Enlightenment. Stanley works hard in a famous design shop. He's a decor consultant and sometimes does windows. That's how we met. When I offered them lampshades, Stan offered lunch at a smart place in town. I fancied him straight off, though he was a bit scruffy, and his hair was in need of a cut and shampoo. But something about him was very appealing. So I asked him to lunch at the end of our meeting. We had grilled calamari and salad with feta, and I had a chat with a waiter from Poros, a beautiful boy who got off at 3.30. While consulting the menu, I called for advice, made arrangements to meet him, all spoken in Greek, while Stanley looked on with a smile on his face. We went to a Greek place and had calamari, and Dim started flirting with one of the waiters. I once spent two months on the island of Idra and knew enough Greek to make sense of their chit-chat. Her dimwit arranging to phone him that night. We lunched for three hours, myself and Slim Stanley. The Greek boy went off with a mime that said, Phone me. We talked about lighting and interesting dishes and somehow I never did phone the young waiter. Dim moved into my place the following week. Within hours, he'd changed all my lampshades. Before long, it was clear we were out of the running. Withdrawn from the market, a settled-down couple. We were known as an item, the Stanley Parkers. 
I didn't see why, when they made us a pair, we were known as the Stanley Parkers. Why not the Papa Vassilopoulos's? But, other than that, I had no reservations. We were then in our thirties and tired of the scene. I was happy to settle with this dear old queen. We've been living together for seventeen years. Sometimes I just can't believe it. Each of us owns half a share in this house. A risk, people told me, in our situation. But so far, so good. No regrets whatsoever. Sometimes, in revenge for the biscuit crumb bed, I sprinkle a little sugar on the floor of the kitchen. Stanley goes crazy when he feels it underfoot. You'd think he was walking on red-hot coals. He grabs for the brush and sweeps himself, breathless, muttering like a madman. Dimitri's got his thing about cutlery. Teaspoons, to be exact. When the dishwasher's emptied, Dim likes the teaspoons returned to their drawer and placed neatly and nesting all facing in one direction. Oh, very dainty, Doris, I say to annoy him. Are we a dainty piece of rough? Considering his background, he's amazingly ignorant about the things that really matter. A Greek, for example, would never yawn in the face of a guest. Or put a milk bottle out without rinsing it. His mother as a maid. Big deal, I told him. My mother is a maid. My chin has now doubled. And much to my horror, a salesman declared me, 44, portly, short. boy in Stan's showroom, a new boy, Jean-Paul, developed an interest in Stanley. Of course, he was flattered and had an affair. He knows that I know, but it's never been mentioned. But now Stanley owes me one. That's understood. Dim went to Greece to visit the old folk, came back with a love bite that couldn't be hidden. A love bite at his age. No fool like an old one. But now we're quits, and the slate is wiped clean. Living with Stanley does have its moments, such as seeing him dance in his red silk kimono. He descends the stairs slowly, one step at a time, forty-four portly short with his fat little legs. He has me in stitches. I laugh till I'm weak. When Dimitri gets sad, he goes Greek. First he sings. And believe me, his nibs, Demis Rousseau, has no competition. Then he dances, with squats, twisted hanky and leaping and bounding. Later, exhausted, he weeps for his island. Bless him. He hates it so much when he's there. His mum came to see us, a widow in black, with baskets of foodstuff, uh, not actually livestock, but goat's cheese and dried fish and lemons and ouzo and olives to last us ten years. My mum knows I'm gay. I wrote her a letter before she left Greece. She liked Stan at once, an instant rapport. But while she was here, I did not share his bedroom. We got drunk one evening and all danced together and Stan started doing his staircase routine... But I wouldn't let him. It didn't seem proper. 
I have always respected my mother. Mother arrived in a cloud of Chanel, bearing Dom Perignon and a kilo of pâté. I told her that we were old buddies from way back, said we'd purchased the house as a form of investment. Early one morning she caught me returning from our room to the spare with a smile on my face. Your investment's still sleeping, she said, sweeping past me, and left the same day with the coolest of hugs. Didn't like Stanley's mother a bit. She never stopped talking about his great brother, not to mention his wife and their outstanding children. She told stories of rich men, seduced for their assets, and never looked into my eyes. I've got news for you, lady. There's more money in lampshades than arty degrees. She left the next morning without a goodbye. Now Stanley will tell me I don't even try. The house reeks of perfume. I'd hoped they'd get on, but Dimitri and Mother had nothing in common. I'm used to his habit of helping himself from a communal dish with his personal spoon. Mother, however, is hot on good manners. She delivered a lecture involving utensils in general terms. Dimwit yawned in her face with his mouth full of pasta and burped at the end of the meal. So elegant, though, in her pale cashmere throw. Mutton dressed in Giorgio Armani. Stenely was mugged by a freezer repairman, tied to the bed and relieved of his Rolex. I came home to find him in pain and hysterics. I called a young doctor, a gay rights supporter. He treated Stan's rope burn and gave him sedation. I don't think he'll risk any further flirtation. When we heard it was filmed on Dimitri's Island, we rushed to see Shirley Valentine. Dim fancied Tom Conte. But I felt for Shirley, who was, as she said, looking for adventure when the time for adventure has passed. We don't get asked out very often, now that we don't entertain. But I was never at ease with Stanley's friends, and he wasn't at ease with mine. We used to give wonderful parties. Parties designed around a theme. Balinese, for example, with guests in grass skirts. They'd arrive after dark, I hasten to mention, since I'm talking of all male affairs. Complaints about bongos. The police paid a visit and stayed for a drink, with their eyes out on stalks. So, these days we keep to ourselves. We can't get enough of our house and our garden, not to mention the cats, the fish and the bonsais. We decorate every few years. So far, Art Deco. Victorian. Regency. Japanese. Fifties. And a nightmare in stripped pine and shantung. We're currently changing to French country house, inspired by the great Terence Conrad. A man who has no taste in lighting. Bit of a shock at the showroom. Lunch with the manager. Widespread reshuffle. 
I'm to move sideways to imports and exports, not a demotion, he says. Old hands must move over, make way for the new wave, bearing in mind that the shoppers we're after are twenty to thirty, with money to burn. Jean-Paul will replace me. He is the right image. Stenerly was so hurt he couldn't discuss it. They're edging him out, but he can't bear to face it. They're losing a treasure. Well stuff them. Who needs them? The demand for my lampshades has never been greater. But Stanley is cut to the quick. He put on four pounds in a week. We just have to face it. Dimwit and I are a middle-aged couple. He's had his eyes done and looks a lot younger. I might do the same. People we know are beginning to die. Heart attacks, strokes, they're dropping like flies. I'm trying a diet with far less cholesterol. I haven't changed shape, but my fat feels much lighter. Soon after Stan lost his job, he had an affair with a po-faced young hairdresser. Hardly a week in it. Not from the heart. Ah, I just let it pass. Well, I know why he did it. His ego was bruised and in need of a boost. A five-minute wonder. And not from the heart. If Dmitri found out, he would never forgive me. But I had a wee fling with the Byronesque hairdresser. He was here just a week for a highlighting course. A boost to my battered old ego. We are Darby and Joan, worse than any straight couple, and proud to announce that we're godparents now. Well, two godfathers then, if you want to split hairs. An old friend of Stanley's bestowed this great honour. We couldn't stop smiling all day. Graffiti appeared on the wall of our garden. Two geriatric perverts live here. Is that how folks see us? I'm upset, I'll be honest. Geriatric indeed. Bloody cheek. When I think of what we spent on our eyes... Sometimes, when things run smoothly, I long for a little catastrophe. A blight on the roses, a flood or an earthquake, just some little drama. And later, I'm sorry for having such thoughts, because somehow I know that the best times are now. I'd just had a shave when I noticed the swellings, the glands in my neck, twice their usual size. Dimitri, I called, and he came in and felt them. His face lost its colour. His fingers were trembling. Let's not get excited, he said very calmly. But he said it in Greek. It's hard to accept that it's happened to us. To Stanley, my poor, harmless Stanley... At the clinic, I watched through a glass-panelled door as the doctor explained what the future might hold. And Stanley... My baby... He... He backed into a corner and wouldn't stop talking. 
not wanting to hear. The doctor, a boy with a serious face, is anxious to contact my fling. And Dim must be told and his memory jogged in case he can add anything. After six months I'm clear to the clinic's surprise. But Stanley has full-blown with all that that implies. We vowed to tell no one. We'll say it's lymphoma. The doctor says the progress is somewhat the same. Anger. Denial. Bargaining. Depression. Acceptance. I hate to leave Dimwit. He's not very bright. Knows nothing of mortgage rates, taxes and rebates. He'll be ripped off by lawyers and all kinds of tradesmen. He won't ask for discounts. Says all that's for peasants. Stuck-up little sod. I wish now we'd more friends. But it's too late for parties. I told Stan a joke. There's an old queen waiting for a doctor's diagnosis. I'm sorry to tell you, the doctor says gently, but your symptoms are related to AIDS. What did you say? cries the patient in horror. AIDS, says the doctor. Thank God, says the patient. For a moment I thought you said age. <laughs> I've discovered a lesion. Kaposi sarcoma. Left to itself, it will burrow like a rodent through the wall of my chest. With treatment, it'll burrow more slowly. The trick is to hide it from Dim. Stan has four lesions, one front and three back. He imagines they're hidden from me. He was angry this morning when I tried to kiss him. Amazing, his strength when he pushed me away. We can still share a bedroom, but all holes are barred. Dim won't understand that some things have to change, that some types of contact could kill him. It's hard to accept because some days I'm well. He works on his lampshades right here in the bedroom and tries not to leave me alone. I'm gradually setting up house in the bedroom, so Stanley need never feel lonely. No hospice for him, not while I can take breath. He's better off here, in our beautiful home. In the old days, whenever Dimitri got shirty, I used to hum Zorba. Just softly hums Orba to hint at his humble beginnings. Life with him has been so good. Not many visitors, all in all. Our mothers have been and gone. I invited our godchild. He failed to arrive. So I gather the word is out. No pain, just incredible weakness. To butter my toast is a marathon task. To chew it, an Olympian feat. But Dimitri persists. He feeds me and shaves me and ferries a bedpan, whistling and singing while he rushes around. He never relaxes. I think he imagines that as long as he keeps moving, I will. He sleeps a lot now, and he's wasting away. There's a faraway look in his eyes. 
He's quiet, and sometimes he can't seem to hear. But it's still my old Stanley in there. His ex-manager came, brought us Turkish delight. Held a scarf to his face, said he didn't want to pass on his flu. Stanley dozed through the visit, at least that's what I thought, till he winked at me suddenly, and out of the blue gave Mr. El Bosso the finger. <laughs> Our bed is an island, and that's where we live now. Stan has fresh PJs every day, and one morning, after I buttoned them up... I have fresh PJs every day. One morning, after he'd buttoned them up... I laid my hand on his shoulder. He laid his hand on my shoulder. Just laid my hand lightly on his shoulder. Just laid his hand lightly on my shoulder. And after a while... With enormous effort... With enormous effort... I covered his hand with mine. He covered my hand with his. I opened my eyes. He opened his eyes. We, we looked, looked at, at each other, other and... I said, said... Thank you. I got up and danced. An old island routine. And Stanley kept watching. Watching and smiling. Looking at me with such... Love and pride. And he went on smiling, even when his eyes closed sleepily.